this morning we want to continue in our program you know that uh, yesterday uh, we started this series this week we're talking about receive the holy spirit and our foundational scriptures from the book of john chapter 20 verse 19 the bible says and with that he breathed on them and said receive the holy spirit that is where we are getting the service from jesus breathed on his disciples and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, I showed you that the Holy Spirit is not achieved. He is received. You don't perform for the Holy Ghost to come in your life. You just receive him. And I want to encourage anybody watching today that did not watch, that was not with us yesterday, please go back and watch that teaching because it's a build-up. From there now to where I am today. Now this morning we're going to talk about who can receive the Holy Spirit. Now the Bible, Jesus told his disciples that you must understand. He didn't tell everybody. Jesus did not stand before a crowd of 5,000 people that maybe like he finished feeding them. Like, remember those guys, those 5,000 men he fed? Do you ever, did you ever hear that after Jesus gave them food and then he raised his treasure and says, now that I have, I have filled your stomach, now receive the Holy Spirit. He never did that. You see that here, the Bible says Jesus was talking to his disciples. So the question we are trying to answer this morning is, even though the Holy Spirit is for the whole world, and we saw that yesterday in the scripture that we read, that the promise is for you and your children. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, on everybody. But it's not everybody, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not everybody that has the Holy Spirit. So, the question therefore becomes, who can receive the Holy Spirit? That's the question we're going to answer this morning. John 14, verse 17. And I told you that I have my favorite version of the Bible. Do you remember it? New Living Translation. So most of my readings come from New Living Translation. Now I told you yesterday that it's because the person who wrote New Living Translation, they, they, got, they speak good, they speak English well. Like their English, me as an African man, I understand their English very, very nicely. So I'm recommending to you, if you really want to understand the Bible, you know, one of the things that can help you understand the Bible is the type of version you are using to even, to even do your, time, your, your quiet time. If you are using King James Version, some of, the, some of the, the, you know, the verses, you might not understand them, not because you don't have the Holy Ghost, but because you don't understand the actual English. So New Living Translation makes it a bit easier for people like us, for people like me. And I hope you are coming to also fall in love with this version. Now, John 14, verse 17, New Living Translation reads as follows. He is the Holy Spirit who, lead, who leads into all truth. Now, listen to the next line. The world cannot receive him. Remember, we're talking about who can receive the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus is speaking to the disciples and he says to them, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all the truth. The world cannot receive him. Now why? Because it isn't looking for him. 
and doesn't recognize him. Those are the reasons why some people will never receive or will not receive the Holy Let me not say never. Will not receive the Holy Ghost. Number one, they are not looking for him. Can you have something you are not looking for? <laughs> then number two, they do not recognize him. Do you realize that if I send you to the airport to go and get it, somebody for me, the person can be at the airport and you come back empty-handed because why? You didn't recognize, they were there. But because you didn't know what they looked like, you missed them. So some people will actually come across the Holy Ghost, but they will not recognize him. Therefore, they will miss him. Another way as well, recognize also means acknowledge. To recognize a person means you are acknowledging them. When you don't acknowledge the Holy Ghost, he doesn't come. He's a gentleman. So he has to be acknowledged for him to come. Do you understand what I'm saying there? Then the, the last part says that, but you know him. So it's not that you, it's not that you are not looking for him. You are not recognizing him. You know him. Because he lives with you now and later will be with you. When Jesus said he lives with you now, with you. When I am with you, I'm not in you. I'm just with you. How, why did Jesus say that the Holy Ghost is with you now? Simple, because the Holy Ghost was in Jesus. And because the Holy Ghost was in Jesus, and Jesus was with the disciples, so the Holy Ghost was with the disciples. But then later he said he will be in you, because he's, he went to the Father, and then he sent the Holy Ghost now to come and be in the disciples. And from that moment, the Holy Ghost is in all of us. Now, let's look quickly this morning at who are these people. He says, you know him. You know him. Those are the people that will receive the Holy Ghost. Please, let me repeat again. Not everybody can receive the Holy Ghost because Jesus says here that the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because they do not recognize him and they do not acknowledge him and they do not even look for him. They are looking for other spirits. They are going to spiritists. They are going to Sangomas. They are going to all kinds of avenues. They are not going to the Holy Ghost. That's why they can't receive him. And maybe the reason why you've been struggling with the Holy Ghost is because you are looking for other spirits. Your mind is always into a muti. Your mind is always into something. Because the Holy Ghost is a supernatural being. And when you are, your mind is constantly on other supernatural things, but not the Holy Spirit, you are not acknowledging him. You are not recognizing him. Therefore, he cannot really help you. So now, let, let's just quickly look. I hope you are, you are understanding. Let's now quickly look at who can actually, because remember, this week, you must receive the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus says, receive the Holy Spirit. But who can receive the Holy Spirit? The first group, those who believe. Believers. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then my brother, my friend, 
You need to know this morning that you belong to the group that can receive the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins, that's your salvation, and turn to God, that's your conversion. Then be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that's your commitment to Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins. Once you go through that process, then it says, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Each of you must repent of your sins. And then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So conversion has to take place. That's why people that just come to church and they say, okay, who wants to receive? They just, I want to receive the Holy Ghost. Listen, you are not saved. You, you haven't received Jesus yet. As your personal Lord and say, and I know there are exceptions. I'm going to get to those exceptions just now. Now, also Galatians 3, 2, you remember we read this yesterday. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Holy Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. You believed. Believers naturally receive the Holy Spirit. A believer will automatically flow in the Holy Ghost. And of course, this scripture, I'm sure many of you know it, Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. A believer is a tongue talker. So you see that the first group of people that receive the Holy Ghost are people who believe in Jesus are people who believe in the Son of God. They have given their life to Jesus. And I know many of you watching me belong to that group. I want to retell what I said yesterday. Please, pastors, please, leaders, make sure every new convert is tuned in this week to hear these teachings because they will help them grow in their relationship with the Holy Ghost. Every new convert we've ever had, if they cannot tune in, let's make sure they get the MP3. They need to hear, and we need to follow up to ensure they hear these teachings because this is where you actually act on what you have, you've been learning. Now, I was saying that there are exceptions because the normal flow is, did you receive the Holy Ghost when you believe? In other words, after you believe, you need to receive the Holy Ghost. Peter said, believe, con get converted, then you will receive the Holy Ghost. But the same Peter was in the house of Cornelius and something different happened. The Bible is in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words. So Peter went to the house of Cornelius to, to help Cornelius get born again. But the Bible says that while Peter was still speaking the words, the Holy Ghost fell upon all those who were listening to the message. Do you know why? Because they believed. They believed what Peter was saying about Jesus Christ. They, so they, they became believers. They, they, didn't, they, didn't, they did not even get baptized yet. But they just believed because they, remember, baptism doesn't save you. It's just an indication of something you believe. 
So while Peter was speaking to Cornelius and his family, they believed. And the Holy Ghost said, but this one's qualified. They don't need to get baptized yet. They don't even need to get baptized. I can fall. And the Holy Ghost came on all of them. And the Bible said they all started speaking in tongues. Even Peter was shocked. Because he was not expecting it to go that way. So that's why I was saying that there are exceptions. Sometimes you might just be listening to the way you are listening to me now. And the Holy Ghost automatically is going to fall on you. Don't resist it. It's happening. It means you believe. Faith attracts God. Faith moves God. Remember the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So whenever God sees a person who believes, he moves. So the house of Cornelius believed. And because they believed, God had to move. The Holy Ghost had to come. Did you receive the Holy Ghost by doing the acts of the law and the Moses? Or did you receive the Holy Ghost by believing the message? It means these guys believe the message. They believe, they're listening to the message. And in the book of Galatians 3, 2, it says you believe the message, you see. Second group of people that will receive the Holy Ghost, those who thirst. Those who thirst. Those who desire. This is a principle I learned from Bishop David Oyedepo years ago. He said, God responds to thirst. Let me ask you a question. Do you, can, you, can you eat if you are not hungry? Or do you just drink water randomly? You, you go to the fridge when you are thirsty. I mean to say that you respond to the thirst in you by acting. And that's how God is. God does not assume that you need water. He waits for you to be thirsty because when you become thirsty, you will look for water. Thirst and desire has a way of pulling you to the answer. When you don't thirst, you will not search. When you don't thirst, you will be, like, you will be sluggish. When you don't thirst, you will take your time. But I promise you, when you are really thirsty, you even forget about money, you want water. When you are thirsty, you forget about TV, you forget about any nice thing, you just want to quench the thirst. So Jesus compares a person who wants the Holy Ghost to a person who is thirsty. John 7, verse 37 to 39. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, so he wanted everybody to hear what it takes. Let anyone who is thirsty. So not everybody is thirsty. So you see, again, there again, a whole bunch of people disqualified. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, you see the believing part. As the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. You see, receive again, which we spoke about yesterday. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So the only person that had the Holy Ghost in the time of Jesus was Jesus himself. 
But after he, gro- he got glorified, when he went back to heaven, that's when he got glorified. He sent the Holy Ghost. Now he was saying here that who anyone who is thirsty, let him come. If you are not thirsty, the chances are you will never go. The chances are you will not look for it. Remember, we saw that the people, the, the world does not, it's because they are not looking for him. You don't look for what you are not thirsty for. You see? So you need to have a thirst. What is a thirst? A desire, an earnest desire to experience the Holy Spirit. There must be a desire in you to have a Holy Ghost experience. There must be a desire. You can't just be there. You're never thinking about the Holy Ghost. You are not concerned about the Holy Ghost. You don't want the Holy Ghost. And then you get baptized. No, I'm sorry. It will never happen. There must be a desire. And all the teachings that we've been taking you through is to stir up a desire. That's all. Teachings is designed to stir up desire. Teachings is for desire. If I teach about love, you will desire to love. If I teach about money, you will desire to have money. If I teach about the Holy Ghost, you will desire to have the Holy Ghost. So that's why I've been teaching about the Holy Ghost to stir up desire within you. Now it's time to receive because the desire is being stirred up. Receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. The last two groups, number three, those who obey. Those who obey. Acts chapter 5 verse 32, the Bible says, We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey him. The Holy Ghost is given by God to who? To those who obey him. So it takes obedience to experience the sweetness of the Holy Spirit. People who are always going off, they don't follow. Okay, you say, but pastor, what should I obey? Start by obeying the word you know. When you go to church, you hear the word, right? Sunday we spoke about not being rude. Obey that. Being patient. Obey that. Do the, the things that you have learned already, the Bible said teaching them to obey. So obedience comes as a result of teaching. So all the teachings you've been receiving are supposed to lead you to obey. So if you start obeying the little you already learned, the little you have learned so far, if you obey that, it tells God that you are interested. And it unleashes him to bless you with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost comes to help you obey even better. Because the Bible says that I will put my spirit within them and cause them to obey my status. So there is a degree of obedience already in your heart. Remember the disciples did not have the Holy Ghost when they obeyed Jesus, when they said, follow me. There was no Holy Ghost. They just obeyed. They, they received the Holy Ghost later. So you can obey just by your own willingness to a certain degree. To a certain degree. So if your heart desires to obey God, your heart is right to house the Holy Ghost. Then lastly, those who ask. Those who ask. Luke eleven thirteen. So, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? 
to those who ask, not to everybody. You see, the Holy Ghost has been released in the whole earth. But he can't. Remember, the Holy Ghost came that day in Jerusalem. Did it fall on everybody? Read your Bible. It fell on the people that were on the upper room, only 120. In fact, the other people came to watch. They didn't receive the Holy Ghost. Why didn't the Holy Ghost go to them? Because they were not looking for any Holy Ghost. They were not expecting the Holy Ghost. These people were waiting. They were earnestly waiting. That's why they got it. Anything you earnestly would you receive. And they were, they, were, they were praying. They were asking, Lord, you promise. Lord, send the promise. Lord, send. They were praying. They were asking. And they got it. And they got it. On the day of Pentecost, they got it. Hallelujah. So I want to quickly help somebody this morning. It's not enough to just desire. It's not enough to just believe. It's also important to ask, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Father, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. When you pray like that, like make your request known. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. It shall be given. So that is what is going to happen to you. And I'm excited because already many of you, like I told you yesterday, many of you already have the Holy Ghost, but you, are not, you didn't know. But as you start engaging what we are learning this week, you will see that you can start flowing in the power of God. Because my desire for you is that you will experience what God has allowed me a little chance to experience. A life without the Holy Ghost is slavery. You can't go anywhere. Well, we have come to the end of today's program. I, you know, I wish I could stay here. I can teach you so many other things. I, I wish I had the time. But you know what? Little by little, we are building. Block upon block, precept upon precept, principle upon principle. Hallelujah. So we have come to the end of today's program. And I pray that God has spoken to you. I pray that God has blessed you. I pray that you have received the Holy Spirit today. And you know, tomorrow, don't miss it. Because tomorrow, I will take you through the steps that you need to take to receive the Holy Ghost. And by the time we are done tomorrow, you'll be speaking in tongues by God's grace. Hallelujah. So, you know what? Um, get excited. Get excited. Your life is about to turn around altogether. Get excited because whenever the Holy Ghost comes, He comes with power. He comes with grace. He comes with blessings. Get excited. Don't get uh, offended. Uh, don't get distressed. Don't get depressed. Get excited because God is about to do something magnificent for you. I'm excited for you. Well, this morning, if you are watching me for the first time or you've been watching but you've never ever really believed that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You've never really believed that Jesus came to die for your sins. But as I was teaching this morning, you really felt that you want the Holy Ghost, but now for you to have the Holy Ghost, you need to you do what Apostle Peter said. He says, first, repent. Turn to God. And then you will receive the gift. So I want to help you make that commitment. We're going to pray together. Right where you are, please repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again, that I might be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. 
I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.